hi guys welcome to another episode on the girl unplugged podcast i hope you're doing great today if you're new here thank you for stopping by this is a platform for authentic conversations on self-awareness and mindful living and i'm your host rita chuhike you're welcome to listen on on the conversations and if you're a returning subscriber welcome back you know what's up we keep it real in here so today's episode is part of a three-part series on the unlearning process it's a series where i will be discussing with some guests on their unlearning journey and process Unlearning is something I find that is difficult for me and I'm sure for some of us also, especially if you are an African. And I think that's because part of our socialization is respect and humility, but in a very disempowering way. You know, you aren't raised to question things or people and if the people are older than you then you can't even open your mouth you take whatever they tell you hook line and sinker even when you have that nagging conviction in you that they are not right and we have a lot of traditions and practices and norms that we are passed down to us that we have the strong need to preserve and hold on to them which in my opinion is not a problem unless it is something that is no longer useful or practical to the world that we are currently living in. But that's not the subject for today. We are not going to be tackling traditions and norms. Today, we will be sitting with an incredible lady by the name Olapisola Oladimeji. And I sit with her to discuss some of the things she has come to unlearn as a woman and what the process is for her and all other good stuff so without much further ado let's go and learn some stuff with Ola PC hi PC welcome to the girl unplugged podcast welcome 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 (laughs) Same here. Look at you all glammed up, eh? Hmm. You are enjoying this first October, seriously. Oh, I, I surely did. I rested, you know, I cooked. Yeah. I enjoyed myself. You, you didn't have <laughs> to worry about the Lagos. Of corona. Yeah, you didn't have to worry about the Lagos traffic and all that. At all. I slept in. I woke up around 8 o'clock. I was like, ah, wonderful. On a weekday. It was so exciting. <laughs> so how was the Independence Day celebration over there? For me, it was okay. Um, people were really, I, I, I don't know. I think from my friends' WhatsApp status, people were not really so excited about the Independence Day for yeah. obvious reasons. Of but course. then there's always a reason to thank God. So we are thankful. We're still here. We're still in Nigeria, still standing 60 years after. And thriving. Yeah, we're thriving. Even even though it may not seem like it, but I need it. Oh, once there is still, you know, there is nothing impossible. Exactly. Exactly. You're welcome again. You're welcome (laughs) again. So can you. you tell us a little about you and what you do? 
Okay, uh, my name is Olabisi Oladimiki. Um, I'm a banker. I'm also a data analyst. Um, I live in Lagos. Yeah, I love to write. I love to read. Um, what I do for fun? I love football. I like Manchester United. That's really? Okay. Okay. <laughs> When I see your WhatsApp status, I see you throwing shades at Arsenal, Chelsea. I'm like, this girl, yeah, you look like a troublemaker. Those, those dead clubs. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I love I love football. Wow. Um, what a game. Yeah, I think I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> cool. Before we get into the talk, I think it's important to mention how we met. I okay. met you on the Readers Colony on Slack. You know, yes, guys, the Readers Colony is a network group on Slack that was created by Satire Africa, where readers mm-hmm. come and chill and gist and network. You know, we just talk about books and you know, the books we've so read <laughs> and social issues, you know, we speak our mind freely. We don't have any pressure to, 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 to come to correct. To society's, <laughs> society's ideal or yeah, how topic should be. Yeah, it's such, it's such a fun place. And on this fateful <laughs> Sunday, while we were just hanging out on the group, I think that day we were talking about love in babies. Oh and, yeah, yeah, and how babies bring love to marriages, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and how mm-hmm. babies and children replace the love of spouse and all that. And the way you were dropping gems that day on the group, hey God, I said, wow. Mba, this lady <laughs> must come to the podcast. <laughs> eh? After that day, I just I said, okay, you. yes. After that day, I just said to myself, okay, she's the one. Don't worry. Just calm down. Just calm down. You have to, you know, go smoothly. Don't be in a rush. <laughs> then you came along with us on the girl talk with, uh, with Feta. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. sealed the deal. I was like, guys, hmm, we must bring <laughs> this lady here. We must, we must, we must. So, wow. <laughs> welcome again. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to have you here. So what does unlearning mean for you? Okay. Um, to me, I'd say unlearning is actually a continuous process. Mm. It's continuous because there are certain things you, you've either picked up along the way, you've learned as a child, you've yeah. um, had to you've had to deal with or you you've incorporated into yourself as a person and somehow you because of experience of life because of the journey through life you begin to see that these things are not how they should be or you begin to see that it's maybe applicable then maybe many years ago Mm. but it's no longer what it is so if you don't unlearn it and learn the present way of doing certain things you'll just be Mm. like you just be outdated, you be mm. outdated, you would not be relevant as well. So I think for me, unlearning is a conscious effort to open yourself to learning 
at all times. You should yeah. understand that you're not above correction. Mm. You're not above um, mm. learning from people that may seem lower than you or younger than you. And even when people give you feedback, mm. you should also reflect on it. Although some people say something, they don't like that. But sometimes the ones that really touch your heart, you should listen. You should know that there is a certain truth that actually comes with it as well. So on learning is just continuous. You have to open your mind to change. It's a journey. You learn so many things along the way. You have to pick some, drop some, and all that to yeah. make you a better person yeah. at all times. Awesome. Awesome. Like three things you've said now that really, really struck me was that you, someone has to be conscious if you want to unlearn and you have to keep an open mind and it's a journey. Mm -hmm. And for me, these three things tie together because you have to be conscious. You have to be aware that, okay, maybe this is still working for me or this is no longer working for me. And if you want to unlearn, you can't just unlearn passively. You have to be active. You have to say, okay, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. I have to do that to, you know, you have to test, you have to test things, test the knowledge you have that, you know, exactly. so for me, and it's a continuous process, like you said, a journey. So it's not something you do once and you're like, okay, I'm done. It's like you keep questioning and keep, <laughs> wow, that's a powerful yeah. one. That's a powerful one. I um to this morning I was just musing on my Instagram story. I muse a lot. So when my thoughts are just too much, I try I look for <laughs> I look for a way to just yeah, you know so I, I either use my WhatsApp status or my Instagram stories. I just uh type things. So this morning I was just mm-hmm. saying that the one thing I've discovered is how our ego comes in the way of us experiencing life you know the ego always Mm -hmm. wants to be Mm -hmm. certain about things certainty is always what it wants so the ego Mm -hmm. prefers knowledge that it knows that has been working for it than 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 something that can work like trying out new things because you know like from my own experience, I've, I've come to find out that the ego is very proud and stubborn. And with experiences come humility, come openness. Yeah, so anything that will make the ego feel like it doesn't have control, anything that doesn't feed into its it's it's uh how do I put it now? What makes it feel like the master? Yes, yes, that makes it, yes. Anything that doesn't stroke it is like a threat. And you find out that with unlearning also, that fear comes in, that fear of mm-hmm. why should I unlearn this? I've known this for all my life. Why should I let go? Yeah. You are not even open-minded. You're not even curious to find out, yes. okay, what could come That's out true. of it. So you really mm-hmm. made strong points there. And I think unlearning is a very tough one for people actually it is it is and it may not even always be pleasant okay i'll give an instance so um this one just happened recently this week normal me if you upset me i'll just in a passive aggressive way i'll Mm. just tell you i won't even you know because it's passive aggressive i won't tell you how i feel i'll just show you with my attitude that i'm not pleased with 
so yeah. far, so far, so far, so reason. And you know, I just realized that it led to a lot of grudges because eventually I didn't let it off my chest. I just passively expressed myself. I didn't really tell you this is what you did wrong, this is how I think you should behave or whatnot. So I decided that okay, I was faced with um, a confrontation at work, and I could either just passively overlook it or just go heads on and say okay this is this is how i feel about the situation i don't think you know okay let me give let me just try to summarize what happened so a colleague of mine went ahead to another colleague of mine something that he felt i did wrong and that colleague the other colleague of mine after another colleague of mine that's like three people now in the human chain what the person felt i did wrong so the other colleague of the colleague of mine that's the third person now came to tell me and I was like, no, don't tell them what happened. Don't tell them I told you. And I'm thinking, see, if I'm going to react, there is no how you, the middleman that came to convey the message, will not there is no be mentioned. Exactly, because how is what am I going to tell you? So I just called that colleague of mine, leveled up, and I was like, see, guy, if you have an issue with me, I don't think it's nice for you to go and tell someone else. You come to me. You tell me this is what you think is wrong. And then we settle it. We are beyond colleagues. I think we are friends. I think we are friends. We are not. So for such and so reason, I don't think um, we're doing something together. I don't think we should continue doing things together. And I felt, wow, that's another level of growth for me. Because normally I just have, you know, what am I thinking? That's At this my up. age. But yeah, like you won't love me now. And I felt you could have also just come to tell me, I won't beat you. We'll talk about adults, but then you're, you're, you're talking, going behind my back and saying silly things that doesn't even make any sense. Because I was just confused. I had to just tell the person. I was going to apologize. I was like, it's not about apologies. I just felt you should have come to tell me what happened. But then I've spoken about it. I don't have any grudges towards you anymore. Like it has yeah. left my mind. Normally I would have carried it on another two weeks. And obviously the person will be so hungry. But I had to learn that. I'm an adult. Nobody's going to beat me. It is my own mind. I'm going to express my mind. I'm on. And so it's just, it just, it changes every day. Maybe in that situation, it may not be applicable. Well, knowing when to do, at least it gives me options now that I could either choose to express myself in this manner or just go out rightly and say, this is what you did wrong. I don't think you should do that way so basically yes you know <laughs> listening to you is bringing up a lot of points that i can't ignore now you've mentioned that you had to level up you know and i think that's one thing unlearning does to you yeah unlearning makes you to level up and with unlearning also comes growth so if you're able yes. to level up you find yourself on another plane entirely because you exactly it's as if you just um evolve you know into a better person (laughs) wow that is that is so that is so cool and um i think it's best i bring this up now like your sharing your own experience shows a lot how experience is a catalyst for unlearning Mm -hmm. and sometimes i I find myself in a situation where the experience for me, it's actually very hard because um, 
if there is something I've held on for a long time, I feel like this is my truth, you know, <laughs> I hold it dearly and I meet people whom I respect and value their opinion and thoughts. And they say things that shake the foundation of the things I, I, I believe. Not to say that when these people speak, I take it hook, line and sink. Of course, there is this process also where you try to, you know, question. Yes, exactly. So, but I find that if my belief and my thoughts that I once considered truth, if it does not stand the test of the shaking, then I have to (laughs) go back and question my beliefs critically you know, and with that experience, it's like, it's almost like a wrestling experience with myself, but eventually I I come out a better person. I come out a changed person and sometimes change is good. Change is good. It's good. It's good. So what are some of the things you've come to unlearn? Oh, wow. Um, for me growing up, I'd say I was a bit sheltered kind of growing up, just, all this almost gets inside. You're always inside <laughs> the house and all that. So I didn't really experience life, so to speak. You know, it's just a matter of you have to be a good girl. You have to be a good person. You have to just be this prim and proper person at every point in time. But okay, another thing I think for me the belief is if you're good, you'd attract a good person or you get married to a good Ooh, person. That's one. Too. Or, <laughs> good, a good girl would automatically meet a good person. Mm. They'll be good and raise good children or whatnot. But I realize that life is not that way. I don't think being good does not equate to being a, a what do I call There's a word. Being good means you live a shorter life, like just a recluse. You just have just a straight pattern okay. of living. You're just yeah. living very you know, patterned. You don't you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't do anything, you don't go to nightclubs. Yes. You don't have all <laughs> like the friends from the opposite sex. Hey, rigid. Babe, you're hitting a strong chord there. You're hitting a strong chord there because I know when I sit to some of my girlfriends, I will be like, but wait to some of these church girls, eh, are still single for husband. <laughs> the good nice. girls in quotes. <laughs> Then the girls that we felt we are reckless with their lives are married. They have two kids. Not to say that marriage moved on. No. Exactly. Not to say that marriage is like a, a, a status quo for something. For good exactly. behavior. But at the same time, that is what society regards as maybe an achievement or standard achievement. for doing well. So when you look at mm. it, you now be like, hey, but this life is not fair. You know, so I I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I understand. So really. it's it's just so it's so funny. Like it doesn't it doesn't. I feel like parents should raise their children to be social. Like you should tell them the truth. That okay, fine. Yes, you, you can. You know, do some things. You can you can meet friends. You can party. You can you can you just be yourself. Like don't try to condition your children. So believing that if they don't do certain things, they will get rewarded in a certain way, or if if they are not if they are not bad, you know that's when all the things will be working out for them. Because it doesn't work that way. We are social animals. You can. It's very possible. You can go clubbing. You can do everything you 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 want to do, but you should also have your own limits. So it's not like it's just finding the balance. 
finding that balance, not like you're not trying to condition your child that, okay, it's okay for a guy, your brother, for instance, to go out. There's a guy now, he needs to go out with his friends, he needs to meet with his friends, but you uh, just stay inside the house, cook, eat, sleep. That's your girl. That's what girls do. Mm-hmm. You know, we just are cool. You're, you're a good girl. But then the guy is just doing his own life. But he's a guy. We can't get pregnant. As if to say pregnancy is the worst thing that can happen or if you're pregnant, it's the end of the world. They can't so get they can't of... get pregnant. They can't get pregnant, but they can get someone, well, they can get so someone else pregnant. You know, the funny thing is, in my culture, the parents would actually tell the child, don't worry, if the child is pregnant, if you get one pregnant, bring the child, have that will help you, you know, take care of the child. <laughs> it's not that easy. You know, it just it's just like saying, okay, it's okay for a guy to be bad or a boy to be bad, you can't do anything, you can explore the world, but the girl child is just so sheltered. And another thing that they usually say is, as a lady, you're not married yet, you should not have like a car, should not even alone because once you have car now you've arrived so you know people will now see you as a big madam exactly. so you will not even be you will be attracting boys of your level it will not be all these married men those are the ones you'll be you know those things are just so ridiculous because you your child can have it all your child can your child can your, your girl child that, actually your girl, girl child can have it all yes, yes. Yes, your girl yeah. child can have it all. I believe anybody that wants to love you would look beyond what you have and, you know, love the person that you have first before now saying you have a car, wonderful. It should just be, I don't think, I mean, imagine the, it's so ridiculous. Let's imagine there are two children and maybe both of them are living with their parents. One is a boy, one is a girl. And then the boy is working in a separate, maybe a different route from the girl and you give the boy a car because he's a boy and so if he has a car it will even make good girls to like him because he has a car but you a girl if you have a car now all the boys they'll run away from you so maybe it's a rainy day and both of them have to go to work so you said the boy now the boy has a car he has driven off and the girl you, you left her like that so that she takes maybe uber or she starts to jump us and you're comfortable with that because you feel like you know she's a girl she she can't have a car because people would um people would run away from her or she can't stay alone once you stay alone they'll say you are a prostitute hey that's another one (laughs) you are just giving me a lot of buzzwords now i can't even hold it again like it's so ridiculous and you know It's, it's 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 crazy when you look at it critically just like you said and I, I just want to double back a bit you mentioned something very important about how parents condition their children and in this mm-hmm. case now the girl child and how it is not proper for you to condition a child rather equip the child with information that will help them be assertive mm-hmm. enough to yes. make the right choices and for me, that is just, that is what it means to like train a child, like train a child to have a strong instinct, to be assertive, mm-hmm. to be informed with knowledge, doesn't like the knowledge should be their arsenal so that when they fall into a predicament or they find themselves in a situation, they are able to make informed choices that can take yeah and and decisions that will help them i recall 
one of the things I've, I came to unlearn as a grown woman now is how to take care of my reproductive system. And in this case, my vagina as a woman. And to be honest, and it's not that I want to, you know, discredit my mom or make her feel like she didn't raise me well. Okay. Oh, enough. She did. She did what she could with the information she had. She had. However, I didn't appreciate my womanhood when it came to my reproductive organs because I was not informed. You know, this thing, this yeah. attitude about moms feeling like when they give you sex education, you are going to now spoil like you will now be flying around. And I understand their fear, but I think their fear came into the way of actually equipping us or equipping me in my case now with the information I needed to be a whole woman, a woman that loves herself. Mm-hmm. Because like I was saying, my sexual reproductive health was something I neglected. My vagina, I never liked my vagina because. My vagina was something that it was it was sacred. It was a sacrilege. I can't even speak it. You know, it's something I would want yeah. to talk in hushed tones, as if it was a a, a, ta- a, a like a thing. taboo. Yes, a bad thing. So I approached everything that concerned I concerned my vagina with that attitude. So mm-hmm. even when I noticed changes there, I didn't want to talk about you it. You don't want to. I remember when the first time I had candidiasis due to toilet infection, I didn't know mm-hmm. how to tell my mom because my fear was that my mom would be like, hey, you, you went you to see man you. who touched you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that wow. made me so like, I was so withdrawn when it, when it came to that. But growing up and seeing that I was responsible for my health as a woman, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also from coming from books I've read, listening to people talk, people that are yeah. empowered and exposed, I came to like appreciate my vagina for what it is. It's an organ. Mm-hmm. That is what it is. And it is beautiful. Exactly. And that is it about that. And I think also that perception that maybe our mothers had, you know, also influenced the men to think that our vaginas where something they can use against us as a tool for shame, as yeah. a tool to disempower us because mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> once once it is about your vagina, it's a thing of shame. Yeah. You know, so they use it as a, even as a tool to threaten you because I mean, who wants to be raped and undergo the trauma and the stigma that goes with it? So, like for me, on learning what my vagina really is as opposed to what my the perception i had of it before empowered yes empowered me to know how to take care of myself appreciate my vagina for what it is you know not even comparing it with anybody's but Mm -hmm. knowing that my own is unique yes is unique and you know i accepted myself more self-love self-acceptance and and even the way i make like if 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 you are informed you are able to make the right choices because come to think of it 
there are female condoms if you're someone that is sexual sexually active you know that i need to take care of myself you know mm-hmm. so even when some men will tell you oh i don't like condom oh i forgot condom i am don't worry let's just i forgot i don't have you can always be like okay i have take but i also have <laughs> another thing because some people when i remember in abuja when i was in abuja i worked for an ngo so you know um our ngo also had a project on hiv so many there were there were condoms free condoms that you know were used to do some campaigns and all that so i had some in my bag i used to carry some around i had a date one day and i opened my purse so the guy saw <laughs> the condom is i was like what are you doing with condom and i was uh, like in my mind when he reacted like that i was like yes it's time oh, it's, it's time for me, me to look me, let me joke around and mess with your brain small it's your brain small you get it so i was like oh why not he was ah no you're not supposed to carry condom around it's the men that's supposed to carry condom around really? and I asked, I, yes and i asked him okay do you have a condom in your <laughs> in your wallet he said no because i don't have need for it and i said okay what if we decide to you know have sex now what are we going to Mm -hmm. uh, what are we going to use it was not like uh -uh, we can always go and buy and i asked him so if in the heat of the moment do you think (laughs) that you even say wait let me go and buy you know (laughs) Uh -uh, it has happened exactly so you see so but he still maintained and felt like he felt a certain way even after that discussion he was looking at me one time but i didn't send because I, i've already come to that place of knowing that hey mm-hmm. it's not about what he thinks it's about me yeah. my safety <laughs> first and everything if exactly. i decide to carry a condom in my bag it's because i'm responsible for myself you know and first. all that so yes. The unlearning process just empowers you to know what you have to do for yourself. That is right. Exactly. I think it also boosts. Um, it also boosts your self confidence. Like, no, like for a female, it boosts your self confidence. You're more assured. You're more self. Um, you're more empowered, really, because you know that you're coming from a place of knowledge. Yeah. So nobody can actually seem like um, they're passing on um, information or you know yourself what as a person too. So there are certain things you say and you, you're so confident in it because you know that, okay, I've tested this, I've proven this, I know what this is, I've validated this claim. So you can't come and, you know, tell me nonsense. You, yeah. you, you come from me, you're very assertive when you're making your points, when you're standing your ground, when you need to do certain things. You just know that this is what you need to do at every point in time assertive assertive is the word because i if you see the way i was talking to that man he will feel like what gave you the gods you know but you know that's what knowledge does to you like you said it gives you a confidence yes can't tell me nothing i know i know you can't Mm -hmm. otherwise you know (laughs) i know (laughs) so you're you're completely right yeah um i think also for women yeah i think women should also be confident in the workplace mm. you should be confident in the workplace especially when you're working with men or when you're a male dominant um, 
workplace. Because let's be let's be let's be frank, women empowerment, women empowerment. The society is still not fair to women. So many things are still unequal. Yeah. No matter how you want to look at it. Yeah. I think most times people will call a man twice before they even remember a female. Except yeah. maybe they want to they think this person is easy or you know. So many people don't look at your competency most times. They just ignore it or just equate it with your male counterparts. So if you're in a place, maybe you're a creative and you have to pitch ideas, I think as a woman, you should always you should always say your mind. Like there is no wrong idea, basically. Mm. You take the first shot, you keep saying it, you keep pushing your ideas out. I think that anybody that that is working with you would know your worth as a person and if you know projects come up your name could actually be mentioned so as a woman we have to take that initiative because it's not fair on you know there are so many things happening and it's looking like you know women are being sidetracked so you have to actually put yourself out there where a man has to do like 10 percent you're doing 20 you're doing 30 because you have to you have to be in their faces at every point in time yeah so we have to constantly stand firm and always speak out yeah so, that's that's definitely a word for somebody <laughs> speak out find your place <laughs> find your voice in the workplace find your space and mm-hmm. hope down don't even let anybody intimidate you because you're a woman and they are a man that's a word for somebody so um (laughs) just the last question what does the unlearning process look like for you like how do you unlearn what what's the series of process that happens you know for you to unlearn like is there a pattern or you know um, for me, I'd say if I come upon an idea that is new yeah. to me, um, I'd like, I'll look at it. If somebody is pitching the idea to me, mm. I'll look at it from the person's standpoint, because if you're telling me um, to, <laughs> let me use the networking people. If yeah. you tell me bring person, bring person, bring other people, you become a millionaire, but you don't even have a million. I won't take you serious because yeah. obviously you're, you're telling me a sham. So if you're giving me an idea and uh, that is new to me, I'd like to see how it had gone for you. Yeah. If I can see it, I'm convinced. I would also try it out, but I have to be convinced of that idea. Or also, if you know, sometimes ideas come from books. So yeah. you're reading a book, you're looking at it, and you see something that okay, mm-hmm. oh this thing is this thing. Oh, so this this should have been the way I I could I should have been doing it. Yeah. You, know, you look at it and you're like, okay, okay, wow, is it applicable in my own crime? Maybe yeah. it's a book. Mm. Imagine somebody telling you, um, okay, my office, we address everybody by, we go by first names, but then you don't see me calling my boss my boss name. Exactly. You still do the sad thing. <laughs> you try as much as you can to avoid calling his name. Yes. In spite of the fact that I say, okay, you call your boss, so you won't just say, for instance, uh, it's always going to be sad, sad, sad. Maybe if you're in a setting where everybody's around, then you know that you have to go by his first name. You also know that, okay, yes, I have to address me by your first name. So you have to know if it is applicable to your own situation, to your crime as well. Yeah. And you have to internalize it. If it doesn't sit well, like it's not all ideas that you apply to yourself. So even if it doesn't sit, if it doesn't sit to you, I think it's fine. You keep moving until you find 
something something, something, that, works that, for something you. that works for you hmm. like learning is not even a hard thing we learn like we unlearn every day let me give an example when i was um, when i was in uni how i used to make my bottle is i'll bleach the oil then pour the bottle inside and then you begin to cook until mm. one day my friend came around and then she was making the bottle and then she melted the oil so it was hot oil she now turned the bottle into the paste then poured it into boiling water and i was like oh this method is fresh bro. you will not even bleach everywhere and there'll be no smoke smoke I was like, oh, yeah and i've been using so it's, it could be as simple as online, online, online. You've been thinking of big things. No, it's just little things. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It also, also gauge your willingness or your your acceptance to change. Mm. Respond. Mm. So it's small, but no, you cannot change. Is it one big thing you will change? You won't change, or you just be you just be like that. So you have to always be open to changes all the time. I think yeah. the first thing is the you have to accept that unlearning is continuous. It can happen at any point in time. Yeah. And you have, to just, you have to be ready to change. You don't have to make it so hard on yourself, but you also have to be ready to change. So yeah. for me, I think that is my own process of unlearning. I just say, it, okay, it looks nice. Might try it out. Maybe not, maybe. Okay, let's give it a shot. And yeah. it, goes, it goes on. Powerful, powerful. <laughs> Powerful. I for me also I've also noticed that testing is like test the knowledge that you want to accept and yes. see. Just like you yes. said, test it whether in your mind or practically. Mm-hmm. Test it to find mm-hmm. out whether it will work for you. The way this has worked for me was um in my faith journey. So okay. I, I come from a Catholic background. And you know, when you're moving from a Catholic background to a Pentecostal background, it's a bit it's a big change. So and I remember I was so fascinated about uh, speaking in tongues. So uh but I, I had to, because I was curious about it and I desired it, I was like, okay, you know what? Mm-hmm. I really need to, I really need to get to this point. So I started reading books. And there was this book yeah. that really helped me by Kenneth Hagin. And I, beyond your power. Yes. And <laughs> I noticed that while I was reading it, you know, Kenneth Hagin has mm-hmm. a way that he explains things in a very simple way yeah. and practical way that you don't even need to go far. Mm-hmm. Just if you're reading and doing it in the adjustment, sit, sit down with the process it. <laughs> so I remember following it step by step and I started speaking in tongues, you know? So Mm -hmm, for me, mm -hmm. it was like, I was like, wow, so this is true. And this made me appreciate his books more, believe in him more because not really believe in him, but believe his words and what he says about the Christian faith, because Mm -hmm. I, I tested the knowledge that he is giving me and i find out that it's working yes it works for me the unlearning process involves testing i have to test it whether in my mind or practical i just have to Mm -hmm. test it and if it works wow great if it doesn't work i know okay this one is not for me like you said i move on (laughs) no time to waste time at all all. okay so yeah so do you have any any other thing to tell us before we wrap up? Um, okay. Um, okay, so basically, I have a part-time gig in 
satire africa yeah um, and editor there we have our newsletters so please subscribe to our newsletters and read it uh. monthly so you get it second week on wednesday and the last week on wednesday thank you very much thank you rita so much for this opportunity i'm so excited you're welcome i'm happy that we were able to sit down and have this talk i am so so happy and i'm going to drop the link of the newsletter so that people can click and subscribe yes thank you so much your newsletters (laughs) i'm so happy thank you for coming on the podcast and have Thank an awesome you. evening further. You too. Thank Bye. you so much. So guys, that's it on Unlearning with Olabisi. My takeaways were that with Unlearning comes growth and confidence. And you can start with the simple things. Like just tilting some of the way you do your normal routines. And it doesn't have to be anything big. Thank you guys for listening today. If you want to connect with Alabisi, links will be on the show notes to her social media platforms. The link to the newsletter also will be there for you to subscribe. I'll also love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram at the Girl Unplugged Podcast or email retouchweeke at gmail.com. And until the next episode, be you tearful. Bye. Wait, 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 wait. Did you enjoy this episode? If yes, then there is a way to encourage me to do more. Just go to the show notes and click on the Shukran link to tip me for this episode. Just as a way of saying well done. I'll be waiting for you a lot. Thank you.